Sunday morning, if you were here, uh, I titled the message, When the Odds Seem Overwhelming. Well, I just couldn't get away from going back to ministering along those lines, you know, because I'm telling we're in we're in a, a society and a world that there's a lot of overwhelming situations that try to come against you. And uh, did you know there's things you can do and uh, to turn this to turn this thing? And I'm telling you, if you sit idle, idle is what you get. I'm telling you, you can't sit idle when it comes, when you're, when you're dealing with something in your life. You've got to be active, active in, in doing something. We talked about Jehoshaphat. I'm not going to minister on Jehoshaphat or read that, but I am going to t- uh, uh, go through, uh, uh, some things that he did real quick. If you weren't here and you won't be able to write them down as fast as I'm going to say them. So you, you might as well just go ahead and get the CD later. Jehoshaphat, uh, you know, when he got, he got a report about the armies and the enemies that were coming against him. The Bible says there were literally thousands and thousands of them, uh, and it was overwhelming. And the first, the first thing Jehoshaphat did when he heard the report, you know what the first thing he did when he read the, heard the report? He feared. The Bible says he feared. Isn't it amazing how when you hear a bad report, one of the first things that comes is fear? And it wasn't just Jehoshaphat, it's with a lot of people. You hear a bad report or you get a bad uh, deal from the... Whatever it might be, the first thing, fear tries to get a hold of you. Amen? And so you think, well, I mean, is it crazy? Am I not in faith because I, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with fear right now? No, you just fit the fit the uh, uh, the criteria of everybody. Because I'm telling you, fear is one of the first things he dealt with, but he dealt with it. The second thing he did, I'm, like I say, I'm not going to minister on each one of these. I could preach it all over and preach it good. But I'm not because I got something else. The second thing he did, he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout Judah to ask help from the Lord. He literally started seeking God. Listen, if fear's trying to get a hold of you, you need to be seeking God. And you might need to do some fasting. I got one amen. And that's as God leads you understand. I'm not telling you what to do there. That's something you have to decide in your own heart to do. The third thing he did, he encouraged himself in the Lord, declaring who God is. You're to read that in Second Chronicles chapter 20. He's begin to declare who God was. I mean, he talked about and started talking about who God was. You know, you need to talk about who God is to you. Amen. Praise God, who God is to you. You know, I, I went and watched, the, me and Linda went and watched a movie the other, we went to Dallas and met some pastor friends of ours Thursday and we stayed the night in Dallas and we went and watched that new movie that come out, Overcomer. Anybody have seen that movie yet? And, uh, I'm going to tell you one little spot in there. And, uh, for those that y'all are that's fixing to go, y'all will already have some heads up on one little spot. And when the, the coach went in to a guy that was in the hospital, and he went in, and the guy in the hospital uh, asked him this question. He said, who are you? He asked that coach, who are you? He said, well, I'm a basketball coach. And, and he, so he went through all the things that he was. And he said, uh, but who are you? He asked him again, but who are you? He said, well, I'm a Christian. He said, well, why did you say Christian last? He said, well, I could have said it first. He said, but you didn't. Christian was on the bottom list of who you were. And I'm telling that stuck out probably more than anything in that movie to me when he asked him the question, who are you? You know, they asked John the Baptist that question in John chapter 1, verse 19. He said, who are you and what do you say about yourself? He didn't say, I'm the son of Mary and, uh, of Zacharias and Elizabeth. He didn't say, I'm just a, a guy. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness as the prophet Isaiah said. Just as the word said about me, that's who I am. 
And I'm telling you, you got to know who you are in God. Amen. And so going on, he says he encourages us to declare who God. Number four, he recognized that the enemy was trying to take from them what God had given them. The devil's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Did you know sickness is nothing more than trying to steal your health and steal your life? You need to recognize that it's the enemy that's trying to kill you. Amen? And he recognized that. And number five, it says, he knew they had to have God's help to win. You need God's help. I said, you need God's help. You said, how do you get it? By asking. Number six, he listened to what the prophet said and he obeyed it. He listened to what the prophet, you're to go read it, you'll see all these things. And number seven, he praised and worshiped God. We had a great praise and worship tonight, this morning. He praised and worshiped God. That's very important to your life and to your spiritual uh, progression is praising and worshiping God. This is not, uh, praise and worship is not a, a time filler. It's not a time. We don't do praise and worship because we need to fill some time in the church because you know I have to find a place to stop. So, I mean, I could start just preaching and, and preach plenty long. Number eight, he followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. He followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. He didn't put the praisers on the front line because he thought of it. I said he didn't put the praisers on the front line because he thought of it. That had to be direction from God, the Holy Ghost. And put the army behind. And number nine, he took in the spoil. He took in the spoil. Three days it took him to get all the spoil, all the things that they accumulated because they listened. Because listen, he did not, here's the thing, he did not let fear be the deciding factor in his life. And you cannot let it either. Amen. So I'm going to continue this morning and I'm going to, uh, I, I kind of named it when the circumstances and situations seem overwhelming. And I want to go to 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Actually, I actually need to go to Psalms 55 first. Psalms 55. I read this the other day. I'm going to read it again simply because of what it says. Psalms 55. And we're going to start with verse 1. It says, give ear to my prayer. This is a, a psalm of David. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. I am restless in my complaint and moan noisily. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me, and in wrath they hate me. I'm telling you, David dealt with some stuff, Amen. It says in verse 4, he says, My heart is severely pained within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. And horror has overwhelmed me. So I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and the tempest. I mean, in that, wouldn't it be great if you, when you feel overwhelmed, you could just sprout wings and fly off and, and, and get away from it. And I'm telling you something, so many people are overwhelmed today. And David said, oh God, if I could just sprout wings like a dove and just fly away from this mess and all this wickedness and this evil and all these things that are trying to uh, crush me. Basically, that's what overwhelm means is to be crushed. 
to be under the weight of something. And, and uh, I'm telling you something, David was sensing the pressure of that. And I'm telling you, we sense the pressure of these things in our life. Some people sense it in the, in the physical realm. Some people are sensing things in the financial realm. People are sensing things in the, in the, in the family realm and all, and on your job stuff. And all, it just seems overwhelming. You say, if I could just get away from this, honey, you can get away from it, but you're, let me put it this way. You can get away from it or you can change it and not have to move and not have to run off. You know, the one thing God told Jehoshaphat, he said, listen, you don't have to fight in this battle. All you got to do is position yourself. I'll fight the battle for you. Remember he told Jehoshaphat that? See, he said, stay still and see the, stand still and see the salvation of God. Standing still was not inactivity. Some people think when God says be still, it's inactivity. In other words, I don't have to do nothing but sit on my blessed assurance and just wait on God. That's not what they did at all. Did they do that? No, they didn't do that. They had to do something, but God took care of the situation when they began to act their faith and begin to walk in the faith and honor the Word of God that God told them to do. And I tell you, it's going to be the same for us. I, I just need to tell us, we're going to have to do something. I said, we're going to have to do something. I know uh, a lot of uh, times people can think about me and Linda, and they probably think, well, good Lord, Pastor, you probably ain't ever had, y'all might not have to believe that what I'm going through right now. Listen, we've been through some stuff. My wife was diagnosed with a major brain tumor. Don't tell me we haven't had to deal with some stuff. And I'm telling you something, God literally miraculously did for, on her behalf because, listen, we the, we could have been overwhelmed, but I'll just be honest with you, we weren't. We weren't overwhelmed. We didn't get overwhelmed because we had been preparing. She had been preparing. We had been preparing uh, not for that because we didn't know that was what was coming. But the thing about it is we were prepared and we knew what to do when it came. I said, we knew what to do when it came. Listen, it's, you can figure out what to do after it comes, but it's so much better when you already know what to do and when something happens. You just said, glory to God. Listen to me. We had to fight fear too. We had to fight fear, but we weren't overwhelmed by the situation. We literally stood on the Word of God and watched what God could do. But here's the thing about it is, David, he was overwhelmed. And listen, this is not the only time David was... David was overwhelmed a lot. I'm telling you, but they hated David. The devil hated David. And, and David was just a man of God. He was a, uh, a friend of God. He was a, uh, uh, he had a heart after God and he was anointed by God as king. And he dealt with some stuff. You just heard the story. What he said, if I could sprout wings like a dove, I'd just fly off from this mess. But he knew he couldn't, but there were some things that he could do. Amen. Amen. I want you to look in first Samuel chapter 30. Allow me a few minutes to minister this morning and help you a little bit. I'll, I'll take that back. I'm going to help you a whole lot. All right. All right. I don't want a little help. I want a lot of help. Amen. Is anybody in the house? Sometimes you need a lot of help, not just a little Amen. bit of help. Pastor, help me a little bit. I don't want to help you a little bit. I want to help you a whole lot. Amen. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Malachites had invaded the south in Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire. And had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captive, along with everything they owned, basically. Then David and the people who were uh, with him, him lifted up their voices, and listen to what they did, and they wept until they had no more power to weep. They wept till they had no more power to weep. 
I'm going to tell you, I guarantee you there's been people spent a few weeping nights. I'm talking about sometimes you think, well, crying would do any good, and you go ahead and try it, it didn't. Huh? You listen, if some of us could uh, could uh, contain all of our our tears that we've cried over the years, there'd be buckets of them over the situations and over the circumstances that we've faced in life. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be negative and I'm not negative because I'm telling you, I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. He says in the world, you're going to have some tribulation. You're going to have some trials. You're going to have some things that try to squash you and crush you and overwhelm you. But Jesus jumped up there and said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Hallelujah. He said, I've overcome it for you. Amen. So we can rest assured that we are the one, we are already blessed by God and, and God's already given us the help we need. We just need to seek Him and find out what it is and what we need to do. Amen. So the Bible says they wept till they had no more power to weep. Notice what it said. Uh, it said David did too. You said, well, David was the one stood up. He didn't shed no tears. The Bible says he wept till he had no more power to weep. He cried. He was overwhelmed at this point. I don't know, maybe that psalm uh, jumped up there uh, then. But all I can say is this, David and the people, all these are, me, these are mighty men. These are men of valor. These are men that, that, that was uh, t- uh, defeating the enemy and going out on the battlefields and defeating enemies and everything else. And they wept like babies till they could cry no more. Why? Because of the overwhelming circumstances that had piled up upon them coming home after battle. Everything was burned up. Everything was taken. Everything was stolen from them. And all of a sudden, they, they just literally fell on their faces and cried till they could not cry no more. And did you know all that didn't change nothing? I said it didn't change. Did it change anything? Don't say it changed anything. If it had a, if that would have been what worked, that Bible would have told us you need to cry all night long. You need to cry till you can't cry no more because when you cry till you can't cry no more, when you shed your last tear, boom! Glory to God, the manifestation. That ain't what it said. In fact, they all wept, David including, but there was something different about David. See, let me say something. There's something different about you. I said, there's something different about every person in this church because it's what's on the inside of you. It's the power of God. It's the spirit of faith. That's on the inside of you. And it goes on to say, and David's two wives, this one and the Jezreelitess, Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now, listen what it says. David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people has grieved every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Listen, David, let me just say this to you. David lost more than anybody lost. Do anybody know that? You say, how do you know? He had more than anybody had. He lost more than anybody and all the men that he had led, all the men, listen, most of those was uh, distraught, in distress, and in debt when they came to David. And literally by being with David and through what God, I believe David taught them of God, the next thing you know, they're all multi-millionaires and they're all mighty men of valor now. They're all mighty men of God. And these men turned on David and thought, well, i tell you what we're going to do. We're going to stone David to death. Why? because it's his fault that all this stuff has come upon us. Listen to me. Listen. 
Getting even with somebody is not going to bring or change anything in your life. Listen, if it's not, I don't know why I'm just going to throw it in there. If you've been wronged by somebody, something bad happening to them ain't going to change nothing that's going on in your life. Huh? I guarantee you, a, a terrible thing could happen to somebody that's offended you and done something wrong with you, and it will not make you feel any better at all. You'll, you'll still have that hatred, that unforgiveness, that, that, that squashing, that overwhelmingness in your life. Why? Because it's a heart issue. That's all free. I done took up but two offerings. But the Bible says David did something that the others did not do. You're going to have to do what the world does not do. You're going to have to pull yourself aside. The Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. And what the, the King James says he encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. He encouraged himself. He strengthened himself. Listen to me. You're going to have to encourage yourself. Listen, you, listen. You can't sit around and wait on somebody else to bring encouragement to you, although they can and they might, and most likely they will at some point or time in your life. But I'm telling you something, you can encourage yourself in the Lord every day of your life. You can pull yourself over into the closet. You can drive down the road in your car. You can be going to work. You can be whatever you may be doing. You can be encouraging yourself in the Lord. You can say stuff like, God's for me. God's for me. He's on my side. If God be for me, who can be against me? He's the strength of my life. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Praise God. I am the healed of God. I'm the delivered of God. God's for me. He's on my side. Listen, you are to tell yourself all that time. God is working. He's working in this situation. David was a praiser. He was a worshiper. I believe he was worshiping God. I believe he was praising God. I believe he was praying unto God. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden, he started strengthening himself and encouragement came up and he did what he ought to do. He sought God. Because I guarantee you, David was, I don't have the answer to this, but I know who does. Listen to me. You may not have the answer you need, but I know somebody that's got the answer that can bring you out of that pit you're in right now and deliver you from this situation. I know God, Jehovah God, Almighty God, El Shaddai God, the God that's more than enough, the God that's got everything that you have need of. The Bible says He's the breasty one. He's the one who brings nourishment to you. He's the one that brings life to you. He's the one that brings, brings deliverance unto you. He strengthened himself in the Lord. Woo! Somebody go, woo! Let's try that again. Woo! Now we're cooking. Sometimes you just got to go, woo! God is good. God is good. Say it with me. God is good. Say he's for me. Not against me. Say he's working. He's working. He's working. Glory to God. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden he began to strengthen and encourage himself in the Lord. Did you know it didn't tell us how long he did it? It didn't say David took about 15 minutes to encourage himself in God. He might have took several days. Am I right? I mean, it didn't give us a time limit, or at least not in my Bible or my iPad. But it did say that he strengthened himself and encouraged himself in the Lord. Listen, encouragement needs to be a daily thing, 
Not a weekly thing or a monthly thing or a yearly thing. You need to learn to encourage yourself every single day because I'm telling you, you're going to need some encouragement tomorrow. Did God send somebody to encourage me? He said, I'll tell you what, I'll just send you. I choose you. Man, I tell you what, when you feel like you're down in the dumps and you're, you're in the mully grubs, anybody ever heard of mully grubs? Is that a Texas term or what? You say mully grubs someplace, they look at you like, what? What's the mully grubs? This is low. And so David began to encourage himself in the Lord. He began to strengthen himself in the Lord. He literally, what we'd say in Texas, he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. And he got up. And he thought, I've done cried as long as I'm going to cry. After all, the psalmist said this. He said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I tell you what, there was a morning that David rose up and said, I tell you what, today is a changing day. Today is a day that things are about to change in my life. I'm about to go forward. I'm about to experience some good things in my life. Today is the day that I make a decision. I'm not going to sit around and cry in my beer. Uh, I'm sorry, root beer. I'm sorry. I'm doing whatever it is. I'm going to rise up in Jesus' name. I have to admit, I'm a beer drinker. Root beer. I like root beer. And I've never cried in my root beer, I can tell you. But David decided this is a new day. This is a new day. Somebody say, this is a new day. I don't know what you closed your eyes on yesterday. But I know one thing, you opened your eyes in a new day. I said, you opened your eyes in a new day. Today's a new day. Shout, this is a new day for me. Hallelujah. Remember Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 25 when they were in prison, done been beaten, battered, bruised, and they were in the prison, and at midnight, something happened. How many feels like they might have been feeling a little overwhelmed? Don't preach no more in that name. Don't talk about Jesus no more. Next thing you know, they're in the prison and they're, they've been beat and they're, they're bloody and they're hurting and they're in pain. And all of a sudden at midnight, people say that was their darkest hour. Well, it might have been their darkest hour, Mildred, but it was also the dawning of a brand new day. I said it was also the dawning of a brand new day. Another way to say, I tell you what, we can stay like we were yesterday, but it's a new day, Silas. Why don't we just open our mouths and do something different today? I know the devil would like for us to keep our mouths shut and moan and groan and grot and complain and bellyache and, and whine and, 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 and all that. But why don't we just begin to pray and sing praises unto our God? Why don't we just start saying the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever? Why don't we just start talking about the power in the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's start talking about the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let's sing about the goodness of our God. There's power, power, wonder, working power in the blood of the Lamb. Jesus is a mighty one. He's a Savior. He's our deliverer. Let me tell you something. They didn't sit there and cry in their root beer. They rose up and done something. And when they started to sing it, the Bible says the prison was shaken. The doors blew off their hinges and their stocks, their chains just literally come off. 
Honey, some of you are wearing some chains that God wants to blow off of you, wants to blow them out of your life. And I tell you, you might have to do something. You can't cry your way out of it. You can't gripe your way out of it. You can't groan your way out of it. You can't moan your way out of it. You gotta praise your way out of it. You gotta pray your way out of it. You gotta believe God for something supernaturally to take place in your life. Because if you don't, it's not gonna take place unless you decide to make a difference in you. Somebody ought to get a little bit happy in this house. Then David said, Then David said, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to have to start saying something. Then David said, He didn't say, God, they're trying to kill me. Then he said, here's what he said. He said uh, uh, to Abathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son. He said, please bling. I'm not speaking tongues right now. He said, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, God answered David. God answered David. Everybody shout, God answered David. It's amazing how when you ask God what you ought to do, he'll tell you. He said, shall I do this? Shall I do that? And he answered and said, pursue. Listen to what he said. For you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And without fail, that jumped out at me when I was reading this last night. And without fail, without fail, Elijah, you shall recover all. You shall. How much were they going to recover? I said, how much? How much? I don't know. I was born in Grosbeck, raised in Grosbeck. All means all. Everywhere I've ever went, all means all. That means if I give you all of something, then you get all of it. Huh? But he said, without fail, you're going to recover all. Without fail, you're going to recover all. Now, David could have sat back and said, isn't it wonderful? I got such a good word from God. The prophet just told me that I could pursue them. I would overtake them. And without fail, I would recover all. I think I'm just going to sit back and enjoy that word. I'm going to sit back and enjoy that word. Wasn't that a wonderful word? Thank you, Abbott, for listening to God. I got a word, guys. I got a word. Well, what are we going to do about it? We're just going to sit and love it. We're going to sit around and think about it and meditate it. No, you know what the Bible says? So David went. I said, so David what? Went. What did he do? He went. Where was he headed? In pursuit. I said he was headed in pursuit. You know, you got to pursue the things that God spoke to your heart. You got to pursue the plan and purpose of God. Listen, here's the thing about it is he heard a word from God and all of a sudden he says, I'm going to go. Why? If, if Listen, if God tells you you're going to recover all without fail, that that's a no brainer. I said, that's a no brainer. How How could we not go when we can't fail? I said, how can we not go if we can't fail? 
And he had a word from God that he can't fail. The Bible says, so David went, he and his 600 men who were with him and came to the brook Besar. There uh, were those who stayed who were left behind, but David pursued he and the 400 men for 200 stayed behind who were so weary that they could not cross the uh, brook Besar. When they found an Egyptian in the field and brought to David, they gave him bread and he ate and they, and they let him drink water. They gave him a piece of cake of the figs. Let's, let's, let's jump down. In verse 17, it says this, Then David attacked them from twilight until evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David, listen to this, So David recovered all that the Malachites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, small or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered how much? How much did he recover? What did God tell him? You'd recover all. Without what? Fail. Without fail. Listen, when you're pursuing the things of God, you can't have a failure mentality. You can't believe, I, I tell you what, this might work and it might not work. David never thought, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off and it might work and it might not. He didn't. Why? Because God already told him, you can't fail. I'm going to see to it that you can't fail or you won't fail in this endeavor. And I'm telling you something. They took all, they went and got all his stuff back. Sons and daughters, Paul, and anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all that day. And David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock and said, this is David's spoil. This is David's spoil. Did you realize that those armies, those kings, was going through all the villages, all the towns, wiping them all out, killing everything, and taking all the spoil. So not only did they get back what was theirs, they got back what everybody else that wasn't willing to go get got. I'm telling you, there's more spoil out there. You say, well, the devil stole this from me. He stole that from me. I guess that's just the, the way it's going to be. Honey, you need to rise up and say, you have to pay me back. Huh? Bible says if a thief be found out, he has to pay back sevenfold. If he be found out. People say, well, I don't believe all that. That's all right, I do. Listen, one thing about it, we get to charge whether we want to believe it or not. Huh? And believers are the one that benefits from it. Huh? Listen, there's a lot of the Word of God people say, I don't believe that. There's the people that don't believe in healing. There's people that don't believe in prosperity. There's people that don't believe in, that everybody's going to be, can, can be saved. Everybody won't be saved, but everybody can be saved. Amen? And so here we are talking about David. He went and got all his stuff back, plus all the stuff that nobody else would go get. And I'm telling you, you can, you can do this in God if you will just seek God. Listen, David sought God. Isn't that what Jehoshaphat did? He sought God. After he got beyond his, 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 his weeping and his, and his crying and his concerned about them, uh, 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 stoning him to death. And next thing you know, he rose up and said, you know, I can do like everybody else and I can sit here and just weep and cry or I can stand up and do what I know to do and that's to seek God. See, there's not a person in here that don't know one of the first things you ought to do is seek God. One of the first things you are, let me put it this way, the first thing is to seek God. What would you have me to do, God? Why? Why do we seek God? Because He has the answer. I said He has the answer. 
You know, God, uh, David accumulated all that wealth, all that spoil, and they gave to the guys that didn't didn't go up because they was too weary. But the Bible says they were worthless and wicked men among them that didn't want to give nothing to nobody. Some of his men, they were worthless, they were wicked. But David said, no, 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 we're going to bless them too. And I tell you what, if you'll read the story of the whole chapter, David wind up sending spoil to all the, the people that he roamed in the towns and stuff like that. He sent to their leaders and their elders. He sent spoil to them. He literally blessed them. God wants to bless. Here, the devil wants to stop you from being a blessing. And he sure don't want you blessed. You've got to decide, I am not going to let this circumstance and this situation overwhelm me. It may try to be overwhelming at times, but you've got to decide, I'm not going to let this crush me. You say it with me, I'm not going to let it crush me. Look, if you will, what time is it? Oh, i got a clock right here. Look, if we will, to say, I think it's 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, real quick. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to close. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's start with verse 1. Paul, writing to the Corinthian church, he said, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. He says, We're hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. How many believes Paul might have had some overwhelming situations in his life? And in 2 Corinthians 4, 7. And so he said, we're, we're, we're hard-pressed on every side. Let's say, I mean, we, we seem that way sometimes. We're crushed, yet, yet we're not crushed. We could say overwhelmed because that's what crushed means. We are perplexed, not despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For he who, uh, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So when death is working in us, but life in you. Now Paul was literally talking about the things that he was going through for the sake of the gospel, for the benefit of the church, for the benefit of the people. He said, but what we're going through is going to benefit you. Why? But one thing, because we're not going to stop because of the pressure. We're not going to quit because of the pressure. Why? We're not crushed by it. We're not, we're, we're not overcome by it. We're not uh, forsaken because of it. We're not destroyed because of it. And we're just going to keep preaching because it's more beneficial to you. It's beneficial to you that we keep preaching the word of God. Now listen to me. He said something in verse 13 that we all need to hear this morning before I close. And since we have, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. That's the spirit of faith that every single one of us, and he got that as it was written from the Psalms, which was was a a Psalm of David. David said, I have a spirit of faith. We have the same spirit of faith working on the inside of us, and we have to speak. Listen, therefore I I believed, and therefore I spoke. Listen, you're going to speak what you believe. Sometimes what you're believing does not really line up with the Word of God and what you're believing is not really a positive thing, but you're going to believe what you're speaking eventually if you keep speaking it. And I tell you what, faith is in the heart and in the mind. I mean, the heart and in the mouth, I'm sorry. 
the heart and the mind, a mouth, <laughs> mind has something to do with it. But the thing about it is, your mouth has to speak. You are, are speaking out of a spirit of faith and you're believing. Listen, when you say, by Jesus stripes I'm healed, you got to believe that and say it. When you say, I will not be overcome and I will not be overpowered by the devil, I will not be crushed, you got to believe that. Start saying what God says. Believe in what God says and start seeing the uh, manifestation of what God said you would have in your life. It goes on to say, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and present us with you. For all things are for your sakes that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, listen to verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart. We could say we will not quit. We will not lose heart. Say it with me. I will not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Listen, every day you're to be getting stronger in your spirit and in your heart. Every day you're to be getting strengthened. That's what David was doing. He was encouraging himself. He was strengthening himself. And that's exactly what we do when we read the Word of God, when we praise, when we worship, when we do those things. We're getting stronger on the inside. Notice what Paul said, for the, for our light affliction. I'm telling the devil, devil through his best shot. And David, uh, I mean, and Paul still called it a light affliction. You know how, you know what the devil thinks about it when you said, well, this is just a light affliction. He thinks I showed, throwed my best shot at you and you're calling it a light affliction. For this light affliction, for our light affliction, which is, but for how long? Are y'all looking at it? For how long? For how long? For a moment. Is working for us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I'm telling you, you need to focus yourself on the eternal things of God, the eternal Word of God, and don't be so focused on the circumstances and the situations that's trying to overwhelm you. You need to get your eyes upon the Word of God because the Word of God is going to change the situation in your life if you will believe it, if you will accept it, if you will declare it, if you will just walk in it and say, God, I must stick with you. You're for me, not against me. I'm telling you, God's on your side. Yeah. I was studying this one time. <clears throat> this whole this whole patch, passage of, of scripture about David and uh, the Malachites. If you if you don't know the history of Malachites, they were they were murderers. They were marauders. They would go into villages and just kill everywhere they went. They killed. And so they had the reputation of being murderers and they didn't leave any, anybody left. Everybody was killed. So these guys, when they come into their village and saw, they saw what had taken place in their minds, their, their families were dead. They were gone. Their wives were gone. Their children, they were dead. Because this is what the Malachites did. So it was more to the picture. No wonder they wept till they had no more to weep for. Amen. Because their families, in as far as they were concerned, their families were dead. It was over. Amen.
But David, look at David. What did he do? Even though he was distraught and he, he, he wept and he mourned just like the rest of them till right. he had no more power. But then he, even with that in mind, knowing he, they just, this is what they were known for, these people, the Amalekites. They were killers and they didn't ever leave anybody. They, they killed them all. And so David, inquired of the Lord. And look what happened. Look what God told him. He said, sure, you pursue and you, for you shall surely reco- uh, recover all. You will take them and recover all. Right then and there, right then and there, hope sprang, expectation sprang in his heart because God told him right there in those few words that, okay, your families are all right. Your families. True. I have protected True. your families. True. You go ahead and pursue and, and go after it and recover all. When it says recover all, it means them oh. kids. It means the, the wives. It means the spoil, everything. Hallelujah, everything. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then he went back and he told uh, the, the men that God said to pursue them and go after them and recover all. That sprang into their hearts too. That, okay, our families are alive. Hallelujah. But you know what he heard? The man, the man heard from God. The man heard from God and faith sprung in his heart and then he, he did. God is good as let him know everything's gonna be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. I got this. God's got, let me tell you, whatever you're going through, hallelujah, God's got this. Hallelujah. Amen. That is true. That is true. You know, let me let me say this real quick. I, I looked up the definition of overwhelming in the Webster's New World Dictionary. And listen to what it said, to pour down on and to bury beneath. Feels like you're being buried under all this weight of it and to crush or to overpower. And, uh, you know, Psalms 27, 13 through 14, Linda reads this all the time, but I wrote it on my notes and it says this, what, and amplified, what, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. That's also a psalm of David. I'm telling you, David understood something. You've got to stay with God. And I'm telling you, even though sometimes it feels like you, you, you know, uh, we're, we just can't make it. Listen, you got to get that can't make it out of your, out of your, uh, thinking and start saying, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God is the strength of my life. Amen. What a good God we serve.